Um, I'm going to read a lot of scripture tonight again, but I would ask you that you would turn to Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews 9, and also 1 Thessalonians 5. Hebrews 9 and 1 Thessalonians 5. What a time we had this morning. Amen. Amen. We had a move. Amen. Uh, Russell and the worship team, y'all were phenomenal this morning. Amen. You ministered greatly in great authority and power. Amen. And uh, no matter what was in here this morning, y'all overcame it. Amen. It was powerful. Thank y'all all so much, all of you that worshiped and I believe there's been a change in the worship team. Amen. Y'all have really grown and matured, and we're just so blessed. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And so I want to read this in the ESV. I'm kind of a simple guy, you know, and sometimes I don't get things, you know. I love the KJV, and I'm not knocking that. I think that's, you know, but sometimes I have to look somewhere else just to get it to make sense for me. Anybody else there? You know what I'm saying? I just have to compare things. And so, so here's what it says in the ESV. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. So when he comes back, this rapture, he's not coming to deal with sin. (laughs) I said, he's coming to take us out of here. Amen. I said, he's coming to take us home. Amen. And he's not going to point out anything because he's not come to deal with sin. Amen. He's not going to say what you did wrong. Amen. He's coming to rapture us out. Amen. That's what he's doing. He's coming to rapture us out of here. The NIV says, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear the second time. Somebody say, he's coming again. I promise you that. Not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. He's saying he's going to save us up out of the mess that's coming. Amen. That's what he's saying. Amen. Believe it or not, I'm telling you. It's the truth. Amen. It's the truth. I believe that. Amen. And it goes on to say dot, dot, dot. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 9. I don't know if that excites you, but it surely does me. Not 9. I'm sorry. I just threw Brother Chris off. <laughs> He's like, what? They ain't no 9. Amen. It's like if you ever say, turn to the book of Jude, chapter 3. <laughs> Amen. First uh, Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 9. This ought to get in you right here now. Amen. Here's what the Bible says. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to read that again. Amen. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. 
Stay with me a minute. We're going somewhere. I hope we are anyway. Revelation chapter 4 verse 1, John the Revelator in the Spirit sees a picture of what we just talked about, amen, after this I looked and behold a door was opened, hallelujah, Hallelujah. in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, hallelujah, hallelujah. Which said, come up here, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Hallelujah. What does that do for you, Brother Larry? (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. That'll get in you, won't it? And if it don't, something's wrong, your wood's wet. Amen. I said your wood's wet if that don't get in you. Amen. That'll start a fire, won't it? Amen. Amen. I can tell you something, there's something in this house too that'll, that'll dry your wood out. <laughs> Amen, there's something in this house that'll dry your wood out if it's wet. Amen, where well, it'll catch on fire. I'm going to read that again. I don't want to get in a hurry tonight. I, I like preaching on the rapture. It's got me excited lately, Brother Michael. Amen. I told Brother David, I said, I, I don't think I've ever preached on the rapture. He does. Amen. The Holy Ghost got in me though the other day after that pastor called me. I'm like, my goodness. Amen, it's reality. Amen. I'm fixing to read something to you, too. Maybe it'll get in you and think how close we are. Amen. Amen. Just how close we just might be. But John the Revelator saw this, and he wrote it down. After this, I looked, and behold, listen what he's saying. He just addressed the seven churches. Jesus just addressed the seven churches. If you don't know that Jesus isn't addressing the church right now, repent. He that has an ear, let him hear. The problem is we, 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 we say we have ears, but we're not listening. <laughs> Amen. We're not listening to what God's saying. We let it go in one ear and out the other. So seven times he addressed the church. Repent, repent, repent. He told six churches, repent. You have a form of godliness. You have a form that you're, that you're this, but you're really not. And he was addressing the churches. Lukewarmness. All of these things, he is addressing them. You've lost and left your first love. He's addressing the churches. I believe this is where we are. I believe this is where we are. Then, John the Revelator said, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, it were a, of a trumpet talking with me. Amen. Which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Hallelujah. What is that trumpet? I'm glad you asked. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Amen. Verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13. Don't let your hand get tired yet of turning pages. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're there, say amen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you have sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do you believe that? Even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, somebody say the Lord himself, shall descend from heaven 
with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. Hallelujah. And with the trump of God. Amen. With the trump of God. What did John the Revelator say he's heard? A voice. As of what? A trumpet. Hallelujah. Could these two tie together and be the rapture of the bride of Christ? Hallelujah. Could this be the rapture that John saw? Is this the rapture that Paul is speaking about? I believe that it is so. Amen. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, somebody say we, we. which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen and amen. Listen to this. We can't forsake and forget this one. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. <laughs> comfort one another with these words. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying get ready, get ready, because Jesus could come any moment. All I know is get ready and be ready. Let's repent, let's be ready, and let's be responsible for what Jesus has given to you and I, because the rapture could come at any moment. At any moment, the trump of God could blow. Amen. And we're going to be caught up in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. I was telling Lakin about this the other day. He was brushing his teeth, and he said, Daddy, how fast is that? Like that? And I said, just like that. Amen. You blink, and I'm telling you, we're gone. Amen. I'm telling you, you blink, and we're gone. I asked Brother Justin if he was driving the UPS truck what that meant. He said, all I know is packages are going to be everywhere. (laughs) Amen. You had to be here Wednesday night. Amen. You don't know what you're missing if you're not. (laughs) Packages will be everywhere, he said. Amen. I'll never forget that. He said, all I know, packages are going to be everywhere. Amen. But the sad thing is that some people's going to have somebody lost in the car with them. And if the saved person is driving, what's going to happen to the lost person? Ain't going to be good. But that's the reality of the rapture. I said, that's the reality of the rapture. The Bible tells us that there's about 50%. Two will be in one bed, one will be left, one will be taken. Two will be in the field, one will be left, one will be taken. Two will be grinding grain together, one will be left, one will be taken. There were ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. That's about 50%. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many take the wide road, but very few take the narrow road. So the odds aren't very good. Twelve spies went up. Ten came back with an evil report. Only two believed what they saw. They, the other ten saw it, but they didn't believe God for it. A lot of people see the fruit and they carry it and bring it back. But very few truly believe that they can take the land. Church, I'm telling you, numbers are gradually falling away. And so I want to turn with you to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. How close could we really be to the rapture of the church? How close could we really be to the rapture of the church? I'm sorry, First, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. That's the rapture. The coming of the Lord. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. It's close. Listen to this. Let no man deceive you by any means. I come to tell you the truth tonight. 
I didn't come to deceive anybody. I came to prepare us. I said something this morning about the church in Olaya. God sent us there in 2019 to build the church. There's only one place there that is stable and secure and that is on high enough ground where people can go to. It's that church. And so God will bring preparation before a storm ever comes. And so God would warn his church and his children before the rapture comes, say, get ready, repent, and be responsible. That's what he spoke to us this morning. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. You tell me what you've seen. Tell me what you've seen since March. A falling away. A weeding out. People say, well, what do you mean? Is that people that were right with God at one point? Well, I'm telling you, if, you're, if you fall off something, you had to be somewhere. <laughs> Amen. So just say this is my right relationship with God. If I fell off of that, now I'm wrong. Amen. There's got to be a falling away. And so what there, this there's got to be a falling away first, then the coming of the Lord. First, falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. There will be a falling away. There will be things that are exposed. Amen? It will be exposed. Are you ready for the rapture of the church? I want to talk to you tonight. The first Wednesday night, I said, is the rapture real? I hope you believe by now, if you've been here any time, that you believe that the rapture of the church is real. I talked this morning, the requirements to go in the rapture. I believe God gave me three things. The first one is repentance. You must be born again. You must be blood washed and repent of your sin. A lot of us think repentance is a 360. So we turn a little bit, but we turn right back to what we always was. Amen. When we get, we get about 180, but then we turn back to 360. Amen. That's not repentance. Amen. Repentance is staying right here. I was walking this way, and now I'm this way. Repentance isn't 360. Amen. Repentance is 180. Amen. And when you get 180, there's some boundaries and some walls that are put up that I don't cross over anymore. I'm not going back there anymore. Amen. I said there's some walls and some boundaries put up so I don't go back there. So now I'm here. I was there. I did it about face, and now I'm looking to Jesus. Amen. And so we must repent. We must be ready. Amen. And we must be responsible with the oil that Christ has given us. Are you responsible with the talents God's give you? Are you responsible with the call that God's give you? Are you responsible with the giftings that God has given you and the anointing? Are we responsible? We must be. Amen. But here's what I want to tell you tonight. Is the rapture is the reward to the church. The rapture is the reward to the church. There is a reward for the bride of Christ. Amen. And hey, what, what are we rewarded from? The tribulation. <laughs> Amen. I said, what is the reward for? It's because there's a tribulation that's coming if you're not raptured. I shared this Wednesday night and this morning. What is the reward from? I'm telling you, it's going to keep us out of, out of the tribulation. What is the tribulation? Well, I encourage you to read the book of Revelation. You read from Revelation chapter 6 to Revelation chapter 19. How do I know that the rapture of the church is real? Because you don't hear anything about the church from Revelation 4 to Revelation 19. 
You don't hear anything about the church because the church is gone. But you hear a lot about the tribulation. You hear a lot about the sun becoming so hot that people die because the sun's hot. You hear a lot about people wanting to die because they're having to deal with the consequences of them not saying yes to the grace of God. And now demons are all around them. You have to deal with the consequences of mom and daddies being left in the tribulation and their children being raptured out of here. And all they wish they had was one more opportunity to love on that baby, to love on that child. I said this morning, it's going to be a shame when a lot of daddies aren't the men that God's called them to be. And when the rapture of the church takes place and they run to their wives and their wives are gone and they run to that baby bed and that baby's gone and they run to that 10-year-old's room and that 10-year-old's gone because the rapture took place and they were all right with God. But that daddy was too busy with things of the world. That daddy was too busy with worldly things and wouldn't get his mind and his heart right. Mama had to do everything and them babies were in children's church and they were getting born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost. They repented. They were ready and they were responsible with what God gave them for that time. I'm telling you, church, the rapture of the church is soon and very soon. There has begun a great falling away. Do I believe that we're to the extent that it's going to be? No, I don't. But I'm telling you, there will be more that fall away. And we have to be the people that say, I understand, Lord, this must happen for the rapture to take place. I want to say this to you tonight before I get started, is you don't work to be raptured. Grace saves you. Amen. Grace by faith saves us. But I don't work to do good enough to be good enough to be raptured out. So you can't do enough to be raptured. I'm telling you, I said, you can't do good enough to be raptured. Don't you leave this church and say, well, he told me if I would just do right and look and be ready, then everything would be all right. Don't you believe that lie? That's not what I'm saying. How are you going to go in the rapture? Saved by grace through faith, not of yourself, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the grace of God. Amen. And so don't think, well, I'm going to work hard to make the rapture. No, you won't. You'll miss it if you try to work. You'll miss it if you try to get better. You'll miss it if you try to do better. Amen. You just need to throw your hands up and surrender to God and say, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm not good enough to go. Amen. I'm telling you, he's not looking for perfection. He's looking for faithfulness. I said he's looking for faithfulness. If we can be faithful, faithfulness goes a whole lot farther than anything else in the world. God, I'm broken, but I'm here. God, I'm weary, but I'm here. God, I don't know how I'm here, but I'm here. And grace got me here. Now, God, I need you to step in and do what I can't do on my own. So you don't work for the rapture, but the rapture works for you. (laughs) Amen. If we believe in the rapture of the church, that, that, that will be dealing in my life. I'm thankful that after Wednesday night, I got reports, God dealing with these children, God dealing with these babies, and said, something about the rapture. We got home and Lake and said, Daddy, I'm afraid of the rapture. I said, son, you don't have to be afraid of the rapture. You don't have to be afraid of the rapture. But I am glad that it instilled some fear, Brother Michael. I am glad because we got to get back as the church. We got to get back to where we fear God. And we fear that if we're not right when that rapture comes, then what are we going to do, church? There's been a time that it's been too easy. It's been too greasy. Amen. And we've not feared God. And we've not feared the coming days of the tribulation. And we've not feared hell. And we've not feared the rapture of the church. And we just take it as 
as it is and we've not talked about sin and we've not said that God hates sin and that God is mad at sin and there's only one way out of that and that is through the cross of Calvary. you got to be washed and drenched in the blood of the Lamb. But I'm telling you, when we get blood washed, we become white as snow. The blood changes us, heals us, and frees us and makes us worthy to go in the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. And so I'm glad that these babies went home. I'm glad that little Rayleigh at five years old told his daddy, Daddy, I'm ready to do that thing we talked about last night. Well, what is it, baby? Give my life to Jesus. That's a good thing to do, baby. Amen. I said, that's a good thing to do. I said, the message and the word of truth on the rapture. Ain't that right, Asher? Amen. Asher, he's ready. Hallelujah. I want to read something to you. But I need, Dave, you and your family come up here real quick. Bring all your kids. I just kept seeing y'all just a while ago. Your precious children. I have to stir them up. I'm sorry. Woke little man up, didn't he? He's like, man, he wants to be a preacher anyway. <laughs> Come on up here. <laughs> That's all right. I'd sleep during my preaching too, buddy. <laughs> and so Ashley, come sit right here. Then I just want the kids to line up. There you go. And so here's the reward of the rapture because here's what the enemy wants. And I, I don't do this. I, I just, the Lord just said, use y'all. And so you love them, right? I know you do. You love this family. You love these children. They come from you. They come from y'all. And so the reward of the rapture is for all of you to go together. But see, here's what the enemy does. The enemy said, if I can get the head and I can separate him, I can get him, walk out that door. If I can separate him, then I can slowly but surely start separating these. Let me get her. Go out that door. And the rapture's taking place. But the enemy's working hard. The enemy's working very hard. You don't want to go out like that, do you? Your husband in one way, your daughter in another way. And then the enemy slowly just comes. Look at that little boy. He don't want to go out that way. Now you think about it. Think about them babies right there. If you got a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, and they've been held accountable to this gospel, you think that little boy right there would want to be in the tribulation without her? There ain't no way. And do you think she would want to be go through the tribulation without him? No way. But what is the desire? And what is the reward of the rapture? Is that God rapture all of them out. And that's the beauty. Because God, what did we say this morning? God is not slack concerning his promise, but he is long-suffering. God will wait. So you see that you see that daddy just got divided over here? Did you see that daughter just got divided over here? And now if the rapture of the church comes, they're the only three that go. And they're left behind. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? Think about it for a minute. So what is the reward of the rapture? I can tell you. Come on in here, Candy. She's like, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. She was ready to come. Come on in here. <laughs> I'd be running back to her. 
But what is the purpose of the rapture? There's a reward. There's a reward. That the head of the house raises that family in the admonitions of the Lord. And they all surrender everything to the Lord. And when the rapture comes, we all just walk out that door and go back to your seat. So there's a picture of the rapture and the reward of the rapture. They all go the same way. Is that not a beautiful reward? Instead of divided and division, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so God loves us enough. Jesus loves us enough that he said, I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come again. To what? To receive you unto myself. To receive you unto myself. Amen. I can tell you, he's working. He's building a mansion for you and I, and he's not doing it for no good reason. He's coming back to get us. I don't know about you, but that excites me. I'm ready to have a relationship with Paul. Amen. I'm ready to meet David. Amen. I said, I'm ready to meet David. Amen. I want to meet Peter because I'm just like him. I'm a knucklehead, hard-headed, amen. But I tell you, I thank God that he looked down and saw me step out of the boat one day when nobody else would. And I thank God when he saw Peter step out of the boat on the day of Pentecost, he said nobody else would get out of the boat that day but Peter. He said, so why would I not use Peter? Because he was the only one out of the 12 that would get out that day. And so I know that he'll go for me now. I'm telling you, I can't wait to meet with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read this to you out of this study Bible, because of all the controversy of the rapture. Here's what Perry Stone said. He said, the phrase called up comes from the Greek word harpazo and refers to being called up suddenly or snatched out by force. This word has several different connotations, including snatching someone out of danger's way, such as physically yanking a child away from an approaching car in the road. Have you ever just felt forceful with your child? You knew they were in harm's way, and you just reached down and snatched them out of the way, and they look like, oh, my God. (laughs) There ain't no telling what we're about to get into when the rapture happens. You talk about being yanked up, snatched up. I'm telling you, God, you don't even know. We can read about it, but we can't even fathom what it would be like. I said we can't even fathom what it would be like. And so that's what the rapture is. It says as, as being snatched away from a child being snatched away from an approaching car in the road. It can also refer to transporting a person from one location to another. This gathering together will be a sudden event that will remove the saints from danger of the great tribulation and transport them to the heavenly city. Hallelujah. Using the English word rapture to describe this event is no different than using the phrase millennium reign of Christ. People say, well, the word rapture ain't in the Bible. Amen. You can go a thousand different ways there. Amen. But I'm, I'm telling you, I'm ready. I'm looking. Amen. And I want to be found faithful when he comes back. Amen. I said, I want to be found faithful. So don't be surprised one day when you feel like something snatches you right out of danger's way. Just know it was Jesus. <laughs> Just know it's Jesus. You say, I'm talk, taken by surprise. Thank God we are. Amen. Thank God that he loves us enough that there's a reward for you and I. Amen. Hallelujah. So yesterday during our marriage class there, uh, Brother Brian Lawing, he had been staying with Marcus and Michaela. And so he said to, he said to Marcus, 
He said, Marcus, if I asked you and told you that I had a blessing for you, and he said, and if I asked you to get up and walk around these chairs, he said, would you do it for $20? And what did you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And so he gave Marcus $20. And then he asked you to do it the second time. He said, so now you know I'm going to give you what I said I would. And so what did he say? Now I need you to do something else. Will you do it for this other 20? And what did you say? Oh, yeah. And so here's what happened. So Marcus was given $40 because God rewards those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, Marcus knew the character and integrity of, of Brian. And so Marcus knew that if Brian said, I'll give you $20, although he didn't see it because it was tucked down in his pocket, he still knew and trusted that Brian Lawing would give him what he said he would. And so whenever he did that, not one time but two times, that he received $40 from Brian Lawing. Well, then there was somebody else that don't attend this church that was a good thing. <laughs> Amen. And so she saw what, what Brian Lawing did for Marcus. And so whenever he asked her to do something, what did she do? Oh, yeah. She jumped up and she ran. She said, hey, I need $20. And Brian said to her, but you don't know me. You don't know me. And she said, I know, but I just seen you bless him. <laughs> and so that tells me that your integrity is true. And she said, and I know Pastor Jared, and if Pastor Jared has you here, then I know he trusts you, so that makes me trust you. And she said, so now I trust your integrity. I entrust your character that if you tell me you're going to give it to me, then I know that you will. So Sister Erica run up here, and she didn't only get 20 but she got $40 too, amen? And she didn't have to do what Marcus did to get it. All she had to do was believe by faith, get out of her chair and come to him, and then Brian blessed her too. Well, can I tell you, that is a reward. And God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so the rapture is the reward of the bride of Christ. Amen. I said it is our reward. Somebody say it's my reward. That I don't have to go through hell on earth. Amen. I don't have to go through hell on earth. Thank God that he's going to snatch us out of harm's way. Amen. We're not going to know what's coming. But because he loves us enough, he said I've got a reward for you. And it's called the rapture. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I looked up what the word reward means. And here's what it is. A thing given in recognition of one service, effort, or achievement. If you've been repentant, if you've been ready, and if you've been responsible, then the reward of the rapture is for you. Amen. If you've been washed in the blood, I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about being saved by grace through faith. And if you've been ready, because a lot of people were repentant at one time, amen, but we quit being ready. Five foolish virgins had the same oil that the five wise virgins did, but they came irresponsible with what God gave them. Amen. They became irresponsible with that. Amen. So we can't become irresponsible. Amen. Because there's a reward. Reward can also mean a gift of something in recognition of their services or efforts. A gift of something to someone. Can I tell you the gift of something is the rapture. The someone is the church. The bride of Christ. Amen. So y'all stay with me. Stay with me just a few minutes. I know it's Sunday night and you're tired. I won't keep you much longer. So what is the reward from? I'm telling you, literally hell on earth. Literally hell on earth. And so who's going in the rapture? Listen to me all. 
Who's going in the rapture? The bride of Christ. The church that has made herself ready. If you're here tonight and you're not saved, then you're not going in the rapture. If you're, not here, if you're here tonight and you've not given your life to the Lord and, and you're not going in the rapture, if you're here tonight and you've not made yourself ready, at one time you were filled, at one time you were saved, at one time you were repentant, but now you're not, guess what? I don't know that you're going in the rapture. Amen, because the five foolish virgins turned back to get oil, and when they turned back, guess who came? The bridegroom came. And so if you're here tonight and you had oil at one time, but now you're turning back to try to go get it, you're trying to do things in your own way. I'm telling you, God stands before you tonight, and he's saying, I'm telling you to be ready. I'm telling you to be repentant, and I'm telling you to be responsible with the oil that God's give you because you may turn back at the wrong moment too quick, and when you turn back to go get oil, I'm telling you that at that moment, because no man knows the day or the hour that Jesus is coming, that's why we better be ready. We better not only be repentant, but I'm telling you if your heart is constantly repentant in the things of God then your heart will always be ready I'm telling you that doesn't mean you got to come down here and get saved every service that's not what I'm saying that's what religion will tell you to do but I know that if my heart's dry I'm telling you my heart is soft and if my heart is broken then I know the Holy Ghost is constantly dealing in my heart he's squeezing it like it's clay and I know that if I do something wrong he gets me back in line and I thank God for the Holy Ghost I thank God God for conviction. I get mad at the religion that said, God, don't convict you any longer. I thank God that the gift of conviction is one of the gift, greatest gifts of grace that I've ever known because when I get out of line, the Holy Ghost gets me back in line. And I came to tell somebody, if you're not living a life of repentance, then it's time that you get there because there's a reward for the church. Hallelujah. There's a reward. I'm telling you, our heart should be like clay. Amen. If I get out of line, the Holy Ghost is going to convict me. Don't tell me God don't convict anymore. <laughs> I thank God he does. I thank God he does. He said, get back in line, boy. You don't belong over there. Get back in line. I thank God he convicts us. Amen. But there's a reward for the church. But listen to me. Listen to me. That pastor called me. Here's, here's the reality of what we must know. There'll be teenagers living in the tribulation. There'll be five-year-olds that were accountable to this gospel living in the tribulation. There'll be eight-year-olds. There'll be 50-year-olds. There'll be 70-year-olds. There'll be 80-year-olds living in the time and the period of the tribulation. There'll be billions upon billions upon billions of people in the tribulation. And it's literally going to be hell on earth. Because we wouldn't be responsible with what God told us to do. Church, I don't want to be left behind. I literally don't want to be left behind. And this should scare us. Not scare us and just serve God out of fear. But there should be a fear of God to know that if I don't keep my heart right before you, God, that I could be left behind and I could miss out on the reward of the church. God has a reward. God is just like Brian Lawing did yesterday. If you'll do this, if you'll be ready, if you'll be repentant, if you'll be responsible, I've got a reward for you. I've got a reward for you. We're not working for it. I'm just loving Jesus for it. Amen. I'm just doing my best to love Jesus. Why? Because he loves me first. And so, Lord, I'm just trying to love you. And I am just know, God, that you've got a reward for the church. Amen. He's got a reward for the church. 
when he comes back for the church, guess what? He's not going to deal with sin. He's just going to save us to salvation. He's not coming to beat us up. So the rapture of the church shouldn't be a dreadful thing unless you're not right. <laughs> you should know it's going to be a glorious thing. That when he comes back to rapture the church out of here, it's going to be a great reward. So it shouldn't be anything that scares us unless you're lost. Now, if you're lost, it should scare you. Amen. It should scare the tar out of you because you don't want to live in that. Amen. I promise you don't want to live in that. You're going to beg to die and you can't die. You don't want to live in that. It's a reward. Hebrews 9.28 tells us he's not going to come back and deal with sin. He's not going to beat us up. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9 said we weren't appointed to wrath. We weren't appointed to wrath. Thank God that we weren't. Amen. I love this scripture too. Titus chapter 2, verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Say, Pastor, how do you know it's a reward? How do you know that it's a reward? Turn with me to the book of Genesis. Chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. Verse 23 says this. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Will thou destroy the righteous with the wicked? Well, what was the answer to that? No. <laughs> no was the answer to that. So who was saved in that moment? <laughs> who was snatched out? The righteous was snatched out. <laughs> was Lot good? <laughs> no. <laughs> but was he right? <laughs> was Lot perfect? No. But was he looking? <laughs> was he ready? Was he righteous? He had to be because he was righteous. And so what did God do? He snatched him out. And there were two daughters with Lot. And what happened to them? They were snatched out too. And so what did he say? Verse 23, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Well, no, they're not going to be destroyed. And so I come to tell you tonight, church, if your righteousness is in the glory of Jesus Christ, if you've been washed in the blood, I'm not talking about perfection, but I'm talking about repentant, I'm talking about ready, and I'm talking about responsible, then you better know this one thing, that whenever God comes to bring judgment upon the earth, before judgment comes down, the church is going up. I said before judgment comes down, the church is going up. And God will spare the righteous from the wicked and I'm telling you tonight church there's a reward for the bride of Christ and it is the rapture of this church hallelujah hallelujah it's the rapture of this church there is a reward from tribulation amen there is a reward now let's look at Genesis chapter 5 very quickly we know the story of Enoch amen Enoch lived six Sixty and five years and begat Methuselah, and Enoch walked with God. After he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty-five years. Verse 24, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. 
for God took him. Just like that. Boom. Where's Enoch? Well, I don't know. He's gone. Where'd he go? He got raptured. I wonder why he got raptured. Well, if you look over to the next two chapters, what happened? Judgment came. Where was Enoch? Raptured out of here. I said he was raptured out of here. What did God do to Enoch? He spared him and he took him before the judgment of the flood came. I'm telling you church there's a reward for those that will walk with God. Are you walking with God tonight? I said are you walking with God tonight? He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for the righteous and the only way you can be righteous is not in yourself but it's in Jesus Christ the Lord God Almighty it's through the blood of the Lamb. I'm telling you there's too many self-righteous people think that they're right for the rapture. I know I'm not right, but the righteousness of Christ makes me ready to go in the rapture, and it's my reward. It's my reward, and it's yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a reward for the church. I said there's a reward for the church. It is the rapture. Lot and his two daughters were delivered out. Amen. They were delivered out before judgment came to Sodom and Gomorrah. Turn with me to the book of Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation or tribulation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth now listen to verse 11 behold I come what quickly hold that fast which thou hast that no man take thy crown Let no man take your crown. Ladies, let no man take your crown. Men, let no lady take your crown. We don't need to surrender our crown to anybody. Because I'm telling you, our God sent his son Jesus to die. And it'll be Jesus that returns and raptures the bride of Christ out of here. And he's coming soon. And how's he coming? Quickly. How's he coming? Quickly. He's coming quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Church, there's a reward that's coming to the church. That reward is the rapture of the church. That reward is the rapture of the church. I thank God that Jesus Christ loves us enough that he would take us out of here, Brother Chad. That he would take us out of here. I don't think none of us is man or woman enough to make it through that. I don't think none of us are man or woman enough to make it through that. I really don't. I don't think we got it in us to make it. Because I know you. I know you. A lot of us can't make it through what we've been going through. (laughs) Are you hearing me? We've wavered so much lately. You might not have, but I know that I have. I've questioned, I've doubted, I've ran, and I've ran back. I've wanted to quit on Sunday and show up Monday. Amen. I'm like, God, I've went back and forth. God, what do you want us to do? I knew what he wanted us to do the whole time. 
I'd go to them. I'd say, what does God want us to do? God already said what to do. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. But what was in me? Stop. You better quit. People's going to hate you. People's not going to like you. Well, imagine what it's going to be like in the tribulation. You think... You think people's going to like you? Mom and daddy, think about this. If your children are left behind, there's going to be a demon that takes over his mom and daddy. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. If your children go in the rapture, mom and daddies are left behind. You go, you think your children got problems right now. Imagine who runs to be in your care then. Imagine. You talk about rebellion. You talk about deceit. You talk about demonic. You talk about these things. Church, none of us under the sound of my voice, none of us under the sound of my voice would never make it through the tribulation. I know you. You couldn't hardly get here tonight, but you did. (laughs) Amen. I'm just being honest. (laughs) How many of you was easy just to get here tonight? Hell fight anybody to get here tonight? That might be better. <laughs> Amen. I read Kyle's f- post on Facebook. Amen. His wife tightened him up. I thank God. Amen. Thank God. You prayed for this night, brother. People in this church prayed for this night, for you to be in church with your wife and your family. Amen. That'd be just like the devil say, take it easy on a Sunday night. That's just what he does. Just take it easy Sunday night. Don't worry about it. You, you've been there for four nights. That's what the devil was telling you. I've been there since last Wednesday. I ain't had a break. I need a break from church. Imagine how we'll be in tri- tribulation. I need a break from this hell. Get me back to that church that prays all night. Get me back to that church that sings all night. Get me back to that church where that crazy preacher preaches all night. Just get me back there. I want out of this hell. But guess what? It's going to be too late because now it's the season and the dispensation of grace. And grace will not be there. We must get right now. There's a reward. There's a reward for you and I now. And it is the rest of the church hallelujah 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 you see you won't get saved here you're going to say well I'll get saved there then there was two still left 144,000 are going to come on you won't do it now you won't do it now so we think we're going to do it then we won't do it now in the presence of God here we think we're going to do it in the presence of the devil there You really think there is no way? The church ain't going to be there to bail you out. You you talk about, well, we we, we complain and talk about the church now, but there won't be no church there then. Amen? Amen. There ain't going to be no church there then. Where are you going to run to then? Where are we going to run to? There ain't going to be nowhere to run to. Amen? I can tell you a lot of people use the church. The church ain't a harlot. (laughs) The church ain't your harlot. Don't you run to her only when you need something. That's the way we live in the physical realm, but the church ain't a harlot. Now, I'm telling you, the bride that Jesus is coming back for, it's not a harlot church. Amen. It's not a prostitute. So why don't we treat it that way? Well, I got in a bind. I ran to an altar. Hey, that, that church came around me. They prayed for me. God gave me back what I needed. And so you got what you needed and you left again. Well, it was two years later. I didn't go back to that church. Well, there was another need in my life. My husband got sick. My bank account was dry. My children were addicted. And so what did I do then? Well, that church has always been there. And so what do you do two years later? I run back to the very place that helped me the last time. Oh, what have you been doing the two years in between? Well, let's run back to the bride of Christ. I can tell you this church. 
church that Jesus is coming back for will be a church that is spotless, that is wrinkleless, that has made herself ready. And I can tell you the church is not a prostitute, she's not a harlot, and she's not a hooker. So we got to quit treating her that way, and we got to know that the bride of Christ is upon this earth to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's not use her. Let's get in and let's join the bride of Christ for Jesus' sake. Hallelujah. 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 I hope I didn't offend you. (laughs) But if I did, I'm sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Amen. You know that saying I was asking for a friend? I was just telling you for a friend. Amen. His name is Jesus. Amen. I think you need somebody to tell the truth to the church in this hour. Because there's coming a falling away. And his bride isn't a hooker. I'm sorry. We've treated people that way our whole life. But she's not. Amen. No, she's not. That's not who she is. Amen. But we've sure treated it that way. Well, if I got a need, I swear I'll go. I'm telling you, thank God that they'll do that. But don't run away. Don't run out on her. You hear me? Don't run out on who's loved you when nobody else would. You hear me? The bride of Christ has done more in this earth than anything. But it's the most despised woman in the world. Most hated. Especially a Pentecostal church. My God. Spirit-filled. Pentecostal church. You still with me? I want to read something to you. One of my friends and dear friends, Jeremy Prohaskas, father-in-law, sent out the other day. He said this. He said his pastor, Sam Horton, quoted something this morning that really stuck out with me. The church is the only organization that exists for the benefit of those that are outside of itself. If you stop and think about that, it is true that the church is supposed to benefit those that are outside and unsaved and unreached. Everybody else benefits those that are on the inside, but the church was put in this earth to benefit those that are on the outside. And the purpose of those that are on the outside is to get them to the inside. I'm not talking about our buildings. I'm not talking about our stained glass windows. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not the church. That's only the building. The church is the bride of Christ. Amen. We must get back to that place. Listen to me, church. If you're here tonight and you're unsure, I'm telling you, I don't know when this rapture could take place. I don't know when, but I do know this. There's a falling away. And let me ask you tonight, if you're here under the sound of my voice and you're part of the falling away, you can fall back. You can fall back the right way tonight. I know if you're falling down, I'm telling you, Jesus will lift you up. Amen. I'm telling you, Jesus will lift you up. And I know this, Jesus. how's Jesus going to lift you up? Through his body. Amen. There was a man that laid by the temple gate beautiful for 40 years. Hadn't walked. Wasn't able to walk. And all he had ever done was beg people. But I can tell you he, that this day, he was looking for a handout, but he got a hand up. Amen. I said he was looking for a handout, but that day he got a hand up. Amen. When Peter and John walked by him, something had happened inside of their lives. They got baptized in the Holy Ghost. He wasn't the same Peter that he used to be. Amen. He wasn't a coward and a quitter any longer. Amen. And old John was there with him. As they're headed to pray, this man reached his hand out for a handout. And and Peter said back to him, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give unto thee. And in Jesus' name, rise up and walk. Can I tell you, that man just began to walk. 
And he began to leap and he began to dance and he went into that temple leaping and dancing and then people started looking back and they said, my God. They said, ain't that the man? Ain't that the man who's been at the temple gate for 40 years? Ain't that the lame man? Ain't that the man that couldn't walk? Now, I don't know about you, but if you've been down by COVID, your strength didn't come back right away. But in a moment, a twinkling of an eye, immediately and suddenly, that man that laid there 40 years, not only was he able to walk, but he was able to leap. He was able to dance. Everything, not only did his bones come together, but strength came back to them legs. Strength that he's never had. I'm telling you, not only is God putting things back together, but I believe suddenlies are getting ready. Why? Because the rapture of the church is about to take place. I believe God spoke to my heart about three weeks ago, and he said, Jared, what it took other people 42 years to do, I'm going to do in you in 10. Why is that? Because we're getting so close. The rapture of the church and we don't have time to wait to waste and to play games but it's time now to get ready would you stand to your feet Woo. hallelujah 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 immediately 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 that man began to dance that man began to leap and everybody was astonished. The Bible said, is that that man? Is that that man? God knew. Got to get him ready, John Wayne. Got to get him ready. Got to get him in that house. Got to get him in that church. Because at any moment, the rapture is going to take place. Let me ask you tonight, every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to intercede where you are. Hallelujah. If the rapture of the church takes place right now, right now, this reward that is the blessed hope. But if you miss this rapture, you talk about a curse. <laughs> you won't know nothing about a blessed hope, but there'll be a curse upon your life. Be a mark upon your head. You'll want to die, but you can't. You'll be thirsty, but you can't drink. Animals that you had dominion over now has dominion over you. They'll be killing you and destroying you. Children and wives left behind, screaming, running, weeping, gnashing of teeth. Demons released from prisons that grace has held up for many years. I'm talking about released all at one time. We're in the midst of that. Young people, listen to me tonight. If you're not ready, you're accountable. You're accountable to the word of the Lord. And if your heart's not right and made ready when the rapture of the church takes place, will you go in this rapture? Will this rapture be a reward? Or if you're here tonight, would you say it's a regret to you? There's regret in your heart right now because you know you're not right. You know you're not ready. And I'm telling you, this rapture could take place at any moment. And when it takes place, it happens immediately. He said, for so I come, I come quickly. That means I'm coming now. You won't even know it. I'm coming like a thief in the night. You're not going to have time to go back down to your house and get ready. You're not going to have the time to say anything. I'm telling you, the rapture of the church is just going to happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. And you think that you got it together right now, but what are you going to do when the devil becomes your daddy? What are you going to do 
when demons become your mama. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you want to die, but you can't? Because the guilt's going to be so heavy that you didn't just say yes that November night in Brittany, Florida. Because you'll be reminded of this night because you'll be accountable. You'll be accountable to what God is saying. You'll be accountable. I want to close with this right here. Just keep your head bowed and eyes closed. The same sun that you can use to melt wax can also harden clay. And interesting enough, the same gospel that will melt someone's heart into repentance can harden other people's hearts in their sin. And so I asked these young people Friday, I said, I bet you get tired of getting preached to, don't you? They said, yes, we do. I said, if you only knew, if you only knew what God was trying to do. Some of you may get tired of this kind of preaching. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But is it softening your heart or is it making you hard? What's it doing? Because the sun can do one or two things. It can melt wax, but it can harden clay. And this gospel, I'm telling you this. If you walk out of here and reject the gospel tonight, I'm telling you the best place you can be is on the outside of a Holy Ghost-filled church. Am I telling you to leave? No, that's not what I'm saying. I want to see you saved, and I want to see you faithful here or wherever God's called you to be. But I'm telling you the most dangerous place you can be is in a spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled church that is preaching the truth in the Holy Ghost, and you continually harden your heart. Be a sad place to die and go to hell because your heart became so hard. Get out there and get a little more world. The devil will strip you very easily. Because his desire is for you. And in that moment when we get stripped down, Jesus can save us. Everything I'm telling you right now is scripture. I'm not telling you anything that's a lie. It's not a lie. Our God's not a God that he should lie. But if you're here right now, every head bowed and eye closed, if you would say, Pastor Jerry, I'm unsure if I'm ready to receive this reward. But I want to know that I know that I know that the reward is for me. This reward is for me. Would you slip your hand up? Don't be afraid or ashamed. I want to know that this reward is for me. I want to go in the rapture of the church. Thank you. I want to know that I know that I know that this blessed hope that I'm going to be taken. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to leave my children behind. I don't want to be a child that's left behind. Children, if you're here tonight and you say, I don't want to leave my mom and daddy behind. Can we intercede and begin to pray? Some of you have children that if you go right now tonight, they're not going. Does that mean you go rapture them and save them? You can't. But I'm telling you, we can begin to intercede. God awakened the gift of the intercessor in this house this morning. If you're unsure, young people, I feel this deep for you right now. I feel young people, teenagers, I fear for y'all. I fear for y'all because I know what I was doing when I was your age. I didn't have any care or concern for life whatsoever but to do what I wanted to do. Live how I wanted to live. And I always thought that I had one more in me. One more time. One more sin. Then I just started drowning out the voice of the Lord that was trying to woo me and call me.
there any others here tonight? You just say, I want to know that this reward is for me. I want to know that I know that I know. I believe God's going to turn some lives around tonight in this house. If you had your hand raised a minute ago to receive Jesus and to know that you know that you know that you're right. I just want to invite you down to this altar by faith right now. Just come by faith. People in this church will meet you right here. You don't have to be afraid or ashamed.